This is a really short episode just on Giddens structuration theory, which is particularly useful in a structure versus action or agency question. So obviously we've spent a lot of time with those four theories of social action or agency. So we've been really focusing on the action side of the structure action or structure agency debate. Mr Hewitson's taught you about functionism and Marxism, which are the kind of best examples really on the structure side. Um, and so you could quite seriously get a question where you have to say whether you think that society is about structures or it's about action. So macro versus micro, basically. Now there is one last theory, very, very small theory. You will never get asked a specific question about this theory, but this is like the brilliant penultimate paragraph just before your conclusion on a structure versus action question. Because here you have structuration theory by Anthony Giddens, and I'll say it's with grit teeth, where he's tried to come up with like a middle way. So he's tried to resolve the structure action debate. Okay. Now his term, structuration theory, I think is a bit of a misnomer because it makes it look like he's sort of more on what side? Structure or action? Structure. In fact, it's the complete opposite. He really sits more on the action side of the structure action debate. So stupidness. <laughs> that's what it is. So his theory is based on these five ideas. Okay. So the first is that people are knowledgeable about the social world. So there is an understanding. So it's not like Marxism that's suggesting that people are in this kind of false class consciousness that they don't know they're being shaped by the structures. He is saying that people, as individuals, are knowledgeable about the social world. Okay? His second point, people are not puppets of external social forces. So we are not shaped by the structures. So we're not puppets of external forces. We're not shaped by the structures. His third point, sociology is not like natural science. So it's not positivist, okay? You cannot find laws of behavior. There is no law of social life. So we shouldn't be looking for cause and effect. Fourthly, people create and reproduce existing social practices. This idea that we create them. And lastly, in a different colour, I have written, social structures consist of rules and resources. Why is the last point in a different colour? What's the, the last one applies to structure and the others apply to action. Absolutely. So the majority of his ideas, in fact the first four points, arguably number four is starting to go a bit more but it is still about people creating them. Um, 
are about action theories. It's only the last point, social structures, consists of rules and resources, is the first time the structure is mentioned. Okay, so this does show us it is far more on the action side than the structure side. So, he thinks that structure and action are not separate. They are connected. And he called this a duality of structure. So this idea that they are connected. Right, his term for that is a duality of structure. So structure and action are connected. And what he means by that is that he does not see the structures being external and shaping us. Okay. That, that doesn't happen. So like Durkheim's idea of social facts, that these things exist external to us, he totally rejects that. So he does not see that the structures are external and shaping us and shaping our actions. He thinks they are part of our actions. They don't shape our actions, they are part of our actions. And so for him, structures aren't these external forces, but they are rules and resources. It rhymes, doesn't it? Right? So structures aren't external forces, they are rules and resources. So by rules, which he basically says they can take different forms. So um, you get like the rules of language. What else has it got? Uh, like um, codes in the workplace, like how you should pay. Essentially, if I'm being totally honest, he just means norms, doesn't he? Like this is like the norm of how you communicate. This is the norm of how you behave in the workplace. These, like, and the other example they give in the book is such as keeping personal space and interaction, like these are norms of interaction, yeah? But he calls them rules, right? So rules of language, codes in the workplace, personal space in interaction. So they're different examples of rules. But I put in brackets. He doesn't use the term, but I put in brackets. Resources, again, they could be material resources that you use in your actions, so that's like wealth. So things that you own or money that you have, okay. Or it could be non-material resources. So a good example of that would be your status, like your social standing. And so you, you, for him, these are the structures, so basically norms and status and money, then are part of your interactions and your actions. So just by saying, like the word social structure here, he thinks he's like solved the problem that it is a bit about structures, a lot about action. But really when you boil it down and this is important to write all he has done is redefine what structure is there's nothing else 
all he has done is given a different, different definition of what a structure is. So instead of saying it's like a social fact that exists beyond the individuals and it's an external force that shapes our behaviour, he's saying a structure is rules and resources. He hasn't really solved it at all. But he's really useful to put as that, like I said, that penultimate um, paragraph just before your conclusion to go like he tried, didn't quite work. 